have your Bible, turn to Genesis chapter 28, verse number 10. Genesis 28, verse number 10. Amen. Praise God. I love new technology. And Jacob went out from Beersheba, which means a well of an oath, and went toward Haran, which means parched. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set, and he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows, and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set upon the earth, or upon the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, of thy the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. The land that you are in, I'm going to give it to you, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east. And to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee. I will keep thee in all places where thou goest and will bring thee again unto this land. And I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. King James language. And Jacob awakened out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. Verse number 17, And he was afraid and said, How dreadful, how awesome, how incredible is this place. This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stones that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the type of top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. Everybody say Bethel. Bethel. Or oh, as we say Bethel. But the name of the city was called Luz at the first. Amen. Won't you clap your hands one more time to him? What a good God and a great God we serve as you're being seated. Amen. Just a, a quick backdrop again of this uh, passage of scripture that I just read. Uh, Jacob was uh, obviously on his uh, way out of his hometown and what uh, place that he was familiar with, the place he grew up with, the family in etc. And he was leaving the place that was called Beersheba, which is an oath, and went to the place that's named as Haran, which is a parched land. He went from a place where an oath was given or taken to a place that was in a parched land. And the scripture says he lighted upon a, a certain place. 
Not just any place, but a certain place. And in that certain place, he had what we call an encounter with God. Amen. He did not expect that encounter. He wasn't anticipating anything to happen. To happen. As a matter of fact, he was fleeing for his life. And he ended up, as he uh, was fleeing for his life, based on some things he did that wasn't quite right, God showed up regardless of what he did wrong, not to excuse that, but God had a purpose and he had a plan for him. So he ended up in this hard place, this rocky place, this lonely place, and a dark place, and at that place, which was called Luz at the first, it, it ended up becoming what is known as Bethel, or Bethel, which is the house of God. Amen. I want to preach to you for just a couple of minutes, and we all know a couple of minutes is relative with a preacher. Amen. I love that term because I can use that and I can stretch a couple of minutes. My wife can stretch two, two pennies, but I can stretch two minutes. Amen. So I, I want to preach to you about the tale of two cities. Uh, that, that particular book, I don't know if you have uh, read, how many read the tale of two cities? How many heard of the tale of two cities? It is a, a very popular book, and it, it, it really, the, the backdrop of uh, the tale of two cities is that it was during the, the French Revolution. It was a, a hard and difficult time in, in that particular country, and some of the greatest quotes uh, have come out of that book you may have heard of and did not, did not necessarily recognize it was from that particular timeless novel. But it was said it was the best of times and the worst of times. It, it, it was the age of wisdom, but also the age of foolishness. And, and it goes on to say it was the, the season of light, but also the season of darkness. It was a spring of hope, but also in the midst of that, it was also a winter of despair. He said we had everything before us, but yet we had nothing before us. In other words, they were two, it was a double, a doppelbanger, if you will. It was, it was, it was a two-faced, uh, a situation. On one hand, it didn't look so good. It looked bleak and it looked dim. And, but on the other side, there was some expectation and there was some, some hope. On one side, it looked like nothing was happening. And on the other side, it looked like anything and everything could happen. I'm here to tell you, you may be in that same situation. Jacob was there. It was once called Luz at the first. It may look like it was just a, a hard place and a difficult place. Please turn it down. I don't want to hurt anyone or myself. Just a little. Thank God. I somebody say amen to that. That preacher about the breath blast my ears off. Amen. Don't blame it on the preacher's cell, man. No. <laughs> but it was this place that Jacob lighted upon. He did not expect it. And, 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 and the word lust means is actually the word that, that means an almond. or But the, it's really talking about the budding of an almond. It was a place where almonds would bud. And, and it was the place of a, a beginning, so to speak. And, and, it, it, and actually, it also means a, a bone or it, it supposedly, according to uh, the, the Jewish tradition, it's the bone that, uh, that is indestructible uh, on the spinal cord. And they believe it's the bone that, that, that's going to be the main thing that, that when, 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 Bodies are resurrected that God is going to bring forth all, all the elements of your body back based on that particular. I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but I'm saying that's just what the Jewish 
uh, tradition holds, is that that bone is going to bring everything back together again. That that Luz bone, and actually in, in the medical terminology, there's a, a Luz bone, but it's a beginning of something, a new beginning of something. And, and, and Jacob found himself right there at this particular place, a certain place. It, it, it was a, a place that would wind up being the city called Bethel, which was a very important place in the, the, the uh, things of God and in the Old Testament. And for the people of God, it was a place where uh, the house of God was building before they built the the um the temple in jerusalem bethel was the place everyone would go to and so this place was special it was it was where the the ark was and and before it was taken away and and so this place called bethel was the place that uh that was called laws at the first it was the place where jacob found an experience in a place that he could encounter the living true god and can start his journey uh, uh, in a new dimension and a, a new sphere, so to speak. He grew up with the men of God, the, the forefathers and his father and, and his father before him, but he did not have that relationship with God that, that God was going to, uh, cause him to have. And we know about Jacob being turned to Israel and et cetera, et cetera. But this was the place where it really all began for him. But it wasn't something that he could see, uh, initially. I know we think that, uh, when we begin to, uh, have our experience that we need to have with God or this big powwow or this great explosion that everything is going to be looking so wonderful and everything is going to look so grand, but things didn't look too good for Jacob. He was in a lonely place. He just got kicked out of the, the, the city and the place that he dwelt in and the things he became became accustomed to and the people he knew and the people that he embraced and loved and and all that and and now he ended up into a, in a place where he was all alone he had no one he was he was uh in uh between a rock and a hard place if you will and and there was nothing that that he could grasp or get a hold of it was nothing before him he, he was like the tale of two cities that was everything before him but yet nothing before him he, he was in what it seemed like to be the worst of times, but yet it was about to be the best of times. It seemed like it was complete darkness, but it was a season of light that was about to come in his life. And unbeknownst to Jacob, he was in a place where God would manifest himself and God would reveal himself and would reveal the plan of God and the purpose for him. It was just a certain place. You in this place and I in this place. It's 2017. And we have heard oh, it's going to be great. And I believe that with all my heart. But some of you don't feel that way. And, and some of you are in situations where it doesn't seem that way. And you can't look at what it seems like and what it feels like. And things aren't going necessarily how you thought it should be. And according to how you perceived it to be. But I'm here to tell you just like Jacob when he was all alone and he was in a troublesome situation. Hey, don't you look at the circumstance and think it's just one tale to the story. It was a tale of two cities. It was a tale of two different situations. It was a doppelbanger, if you will. On one side, it looked dim and, and, and bleak, but on the other side, God was about to do something great. God was about to do something unprecedented. I'm telling you what, it doesn't matter what it looks like right now. 
Bible said he laid down on a bunch of rocks. Now, I, I don't know about you. I can sleep just about anywhere. But I cannot see laying my head on some rocks. I have, my wife teases me because I, I, I sleep with three pillows. She always says, you have to sleep with a whole mountain full of pillows. All five, take seven, eight, nine pillows. She exaggerates. You got 50 pillows. I only have three. And to me, they're they so flat, three makes one. <laughs> you know, these three are one. And I normally, you know, you know how a cat, they just kind of, you know, they take like 20 minutes just to, you know, and I don't, you know, God bless you if you like cats or whatever. I, you know, whatever. They take so long just to get comfortable. I'm like that. You know, I move around, get everything right, and, you know, and, you know, it covers over my head here and twists and all that. It takes me about 20 minutes to just to get settled. And then she likes to exaggerate, you know. I don't know what it is with her. So she does her, uh, uh, you know, Brother Simpson imitation. So she'll plop all in bed and all hard, ah, and making a bunch of noise and twisting all, all kinds of crazy stuff. What are you doing? That's that. I'm in, imitating you. <laughs> you know, I don't do all that. So I, I really can't imagine laying down, taking these hard areas. These rocky places, you know, so he, what those, those hard places that he had to walk on, he actually took them and laid down and made pillars out of them. And so things that are hard in our lives while we're walking and while we're going, amen, when you decide to lay down and, and, and rest for a while, those hard places you can actually lay there. And God can show up in the darkest times and in the most difficult times and in the hardest times of your life when you don't even expect him to show up. Hey, let me tell you something. God, Jacob was not expecting God to show up when he did. Amen. But as he laid down, the Bible says that what once was called love's when he woke up, it was now Bethel. It once was a place where something was about to bud. It was once so somewhat insignificant. And now all of a sudden, it's going to be a place where the Shekinah of glory of God shows up. Let me tell you, I don't know where you are in your life right now. And I don't know where you are in your walk right now. But you can't look at where you are because God is able to take where you are and make something new. It's a tale of two cities. And our lives are just like that living for God. We know how it is. And you hear about living for God and, and you hear about some of these preachers, they, preachers, they try to make it like it's heaven. We know it's not heaven. Amen. And some people get, they get all messed up and, you know, disillusioned, get dysfunction. They can't really live for God because they have a little problem have some hard times and some difficulty, and they find it hard to live for God because of the hard place that they're in. 
But Jacob decided, hey, this hard place that I am, it's, this is going to be a place where I'm going to establish a new walk in God. This is the place where I'm going to establish, I'm going to put oil on these hard places, and it's going to be a place that I'm going to walk from. I'm going to be different, and I'm going to come back to this place, and God is going to do a great work in my life. You must determine, hey, it may look one way, one-sided, but there's another face to the picture. Hey, I, I, devil, I may seem like I'm down right now, but I'm telling you what, I'm going to get back up again. Things may be difficult. Things may be hard. I may be going through sickness, but I'm telling you what, God has a plan in my hard place. We must understand that. God always has a balance. Always have a balance. And I'm looking at some faces right now, and you're like, preacher, you just don't know what I'm going through. You're right. I don't know everything you're going through. You just don't understand my situation. No, but I understand your God. Do you understand your God? I don't need to understand your situation, as long as he understands it. And there's no dark place or hard place that God cannot pull you out of. Some of you, I don't want to turn this thing negative, but some of you, you live a life of regret. Playing over and over again. I wish I wouldn't have done that. And that move I made there, I wish I wouldn't have made that move. And 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 that this thing, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And I can imagine Jacob, maybe he felt that way, whatever. Man, I wish I wouldn't have tricked my brother. I wish I wouldn't have lied to my dad. Now look at me. Man, I wish I wouldn't have listened to my mother. <laughs> now look at me. But that moment in that hard place, in that certain place, changed Jacob's life forever. I want to have a question for you. Where you are, do you believe that that certain place you're in right now, no matter, and I'm talking individually, how hard it may be, how lonely it may be, how difficult it may be, do you believe that God can use your difficulties? Change your around. We look here and we're in Baltimore City. I told myself that I would never live in Baltimore. I was raised in Baltimore. Obviously, I spent a few years down south, but my whole plan was to go back down south and continue living there. You know? And um, I said, yeah, I was going to go down south and, and, and marry me some southern woman, right? So God, yeah, well, God brought you to me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and as a matter of fact, um, initially, I don't know if other right knows, initially when the bishop said, you know, hey, we're going to have a, you know, a uh, church in Baltimore. This is during the time when uh, Brother Middleton was, was leading. And, and, and I said, oh, I voted no. I wanted, I wanted to stay in Arnold. No, don't make me go. 
and we were involved in Sunday school, and we were having a good time. We were young bucks. We didn't know anything too much or whatever, but we were having a good time, and, and we've never seen anything like that, experienced everything like that, and everything was just wonderful. It was wonderful for Jacob and his hometown, but all of a sudden, he was uprooted and had to go to another place. And let me tell you something. I, I know he thought uh, he probably had it all planned. You know, I'm, you know, this is my tent right here next to dad. And and I'm, you know, and, and I'm going to lead these people one day. He didn't see himself moving on. Do you understand? Jacob was responsible for building Bethel. Amen. It wasn't going to be someone else. It wasn't going to be another person. But Jacob was responsible for build, building Bethel. Oh, hallelujah. See, y'all don't know where I'm hitting. Baltimore. You know how it is. Well, I, I, I've had opportunity to, to, to travel and to go to different cities and different states and, and out of the country or whatever. And, and as soon as you mention Baltimore, it's dropped. Baltimore. Where are you from? So I started saying, you know, I'm from, uh, I'm from Maryland. Where are they, Maryland? <laughs> yeah. Well, I live in uh, Harford County. That's when I did live in Harford County. I live in Middle River. What is that? So I live. So you, so you can do this. When I say I live in Middle River, which I live in Middle River, you know, I say, okay. And people are like, I don't know where Miller is. You know, people that doesn't really know. But you live in Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, my. Right? Right? Now, see, see she's laughing, huh? You, you, you won now. <laughs> so you were saying the same thing now. You got <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> Then you had to say, I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> but let me tell you something. When Nathaniel heard from Philip, hey, we found the Messiah. We found the one who's going to deliver Israel. We found the light. We found the truth. And hey, where, where is he? Where is he? Is he in Bethlehem? No. Hey, he must be in Jerusalem. No. Well, where is he? Surely he had to come from there. Oh, he, Nazareth. What? Nazareth. What? Nazareth! No, 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 nothing good comes from Nazareth. No, 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 nothing. Nothing good can come from Nazareth. And Jesus stepped on the scene and says, hey, don't you understand? It's the tale of two cities. It may look one way in Nazareth. It may seem dark. It may seem bleak. It may seem. Let me tell you something. Some good things can come forth out of Nazareth. I don't care how bad it looks like. I don't care how high the crime rate goes up. I don't care how many riots happen in Baltimore City. You are here and I am here because God said, hey, it is a love, but I'm going to change it to a Bethel. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hey, I'm going to tell you what. You just rest right here. And I'm going to send a ladder down from heaven. And my angels are going to descend and ascend. And I am going to get glory right here. It's just a place that's going to bud right here. It's just an almond place. It's, just, it's insignificant. When Jacob left, he left Beersheba, the place of an oath. And you know how it is? When you and I make an oath with God, we hold God accountable. And we, we have it all mapped out. We begin to write out our plan and, and, and surely God is going to be with me. And, and, and we, we have this Disney World thing all figured out. Cause we made an oath with God and I, 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 I gave myself to him and, and yes, I'm on my way and someone prophesied over me and now, uh, it's about to take off. My ministry is about to explode. Great things are about to happen. Hey, honey's gonna drip from my fingers and, and oil from my head. Angels are gonna follow me. Amen. God is gonna open up the windows of heaven and all types of blessings are gonna come. Man, things are going to be just so wonderful. Why? Because I made that oath. I'm, I'm in the place of an oath. And, and, and he left the place of an oath to get to what was called Haran, which was a barren land, a dry land. The water just rocks. And we can think we're not in that place we need to be with God and we're not where we we should be and we can become discouraged and say well everything God promised I don't think it's going to happen based on what we see in our circumstance but God had a different plan God had a different purpose God said, I know what it looks like. I know what it seems like. I know people talk badly about Baltimore. But don't you know I set you right here for my purpose. And I, you know, we, we, we love it. I, I, I'm telling you what, I, I will never, I, I will never, I mean, it's going to take, 10,000 legions of demons and, and me being completely deceived beyond my wildest imagination for me to leave what I am in now. As no devil in hell can get between me, Jesus, and what I am in. I'm right here where I belong. And no matter what it looks like. Oh, come on, somebody. I know you've been tricked a little bit. I know things have come in your life, and you're wondering what in the world is going on, and, and where are we going? Let me tell you something. I'll tell you where we're going. Oh, hallelujah. Tale of two cities, a tale of two lives, and... And, you know, I wish everything was just nice and wonderful and dandy all the time. And, and, and every time it seems like God places us in, in a position where he's about to do great things, he always places us in a place where it seems like everything is about to fall apart. Where we're wanting, oh, my, because.
Because it's a time of testing. It's a time of testing our faith. It's a time to test. Do we believe the word of God? Do we believe the promise of God? Do we believe we are the call? Do we believe we, God has a plan for us? And every time, you know, God is, a, God is not going to show you the good side. First, Jesus said, you know what? This is a nasty looking thing called the cross. Hey, it's not my will to die on this cross. Matter of fact, Father, if it's possible. See, we, see some of us, we just stuck, we, we're stuck in that prayer. Father, if it be possible, come back next month. Father, if it be possible, if it was possible, you still wouldn't be in it. Won't you get from, if, it, if this is possible, you know, let this cup pass to, Father, not, 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 nevertheless, not my will, but won't your will be done. Once we get to that place, your will be done. But we're still there talking about if it is possible. It's possible, but no, it's not his will. Anything is possible, but is it his will? God, why haven't you done this in my life? God, is everything is possible. Anything is possible. God, you can do anything. Why haven't you done this thing yet? Why haven't you performed this miracle? Why haven't you answered this prayer I've been waiting for a long time? Because it's possible, but maybe it's not his will right now. There's joy on the other side of the cross. And that joy on the other side of Jesus' cross applies to you and I. He didn't say it was joy before the cross. He said on the other side of the cross, on the other side of the suffering, on the other side where you can say just like Jesus, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Many of us can say that same prayer as we seem to be suspended in midair and we seem to, it seems like God is not with us and the clouds are around us and everything is dark and nobody's with us. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And we can feel that way and we can sense that or whatever. But on the other side of the cross, your hard place, your difficult place, what seemed to be the worst, the darkest, the most hideous moment in man's history, it was the thing that gave God the most glory. The thing where it seems like everyone else thought, man, I spent my last three years believing this guy. I wasted all this time following him. And now he's on the cross talking about God has forsaken him. If he feel this way, no wonder Peter's running. And denying. <laughs> if Jesus said that on a the cross, they felt, but here we are, you and I, 2017, in the city of Baltimore. God, why do you call me here? tell you why because he has grace and mercy that he would like to bestow it's a tale of two cities I, I, I can imagine now when you think of Nineveh 
What comes to your mind? Y'all, you heard her say that. Uh, what comes to your mind? You scared to say something? Huh? Wickedness. Wickedness. Sinners. Sinners. Huh? Then they want to be all shy. Sin. Come on, say it with some authority. Sin. All right. What do you think of when you think of Nineveh? Fish. Fish slapping. Hey, you always want to talk about food, don't you? Veggie tails. I can tell you have children, right? What do you think of when you think of Nineveh? Don't get all deep on me now. One word, in one word. <laughs> Revive. Oh, see that? See, when you think about Nineveh, you think of the negative side. They were the enemies of Israel. Oh, <laughs> oh but when I think of Nineveh, I think of the greatest revival in the history of mankind. You tell me what, what other city where everybody repented of their sins. You tell me what other city Jesus spoke of and said, hey, this sign is going to come upon you. Let me tell you, Nineveh was the greatest revival that was ever recorded. Can this city become a Nineveh? I know it looks bad. Like, no, God, don't send me to Nineveh. Jonah ends up all the way in, uh, on his way to Tarsus. Don't want to go to Nineveh. Why? Because they are the enemy of your people, God. Nothing good in Nineveh. And with one call of repentance, it had to be a supernatural thing. See, it wasn't just man involved in that. Huh? It wasn't just an idea that the king came up with. Oh, I think I'll call a, wild, a worldwide, citywide uh, repentance uh, session right here. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. So God had to be involved. It's God's goodness that leads us to repentance. It's the Bible says it's God that grants repentance. If that city could repent, it was because it was time. So God sent Jonah when it seemed like everything was going haywire, when it seemed like everything was just bad and, and sinful and everything else. Could it be, my friends, my brothers and sisters, even though it seems like it's a bad place, maybe like no uh, uh, Nineveh, I'm sorry, and maybe like uh, Nazareth, where God can say it's a tale of two cities. It doesn't matter how bad it looks like. I've called you to this place. And you need to understand first, in order for this place that, uh, that we live in, in order for it to become a great place, uh, a place where God can pour out his spirit, a place where we can call the place of God, it first must change in our lives. Well, we stop looking at all the negative. We can look at the stumbling blocks all we want. 
and we can focus on all the stumbling blocks. But he decided, Jacob decided, you know what? Hey, you know what? These stumbling blocks are useful. I can do something with these stumbling blocks. Other people may stumble around, and everybody else may get all confused and everything else. Let me tell you what I'm going to do with these stumbling blocks. Here. Here. This is what I think about you. And when you get to that place, all of a sudden, God will show up. And a ladder from heaven will come down. And when, ja- when, when he, Jacob, wake uh, out of his sleep, he said, oh, wait a minute. Something happened here. God has shown up. And hey, truly, this is the house of God. It may seem like a difficult place, but now I know what it is. It's a place where revival is about to happen. And what was a stumbling block now become a place, a resting place. And then what was a resting place became pillars where he said, I'm going to also now take what I rested upon and I'm going to build a pillar. And, and, and he put that pillar, he made a column, and it became a place of uh, commemoration where he could say, hey, God showed up here. And whenever I see this rock, this is going to remind me of what God did. I don't care how difficult things are going to be. I don't care how bad situations are. When God decides to manifest himself, he can do it in any situation, in any place, in any circumstance, no matter how lonely I am. Because he's the God that's allowed me to be in a place of a tale of two cities. I've, my wife and I, things, you know, every time it seems like, and we all have difficult times. You can, you can put whatever label you want on your difficulties. And for one person, it's one thing. For another, it's another day. And, you know, we can look at somebody, oh, please, give me a break. They complaining about that. Well, for that thing, it may be severe for that person. Well, if they knew what I was going through, I got three cracked ribs, five lacerated lungs, three brain malfunctions. I'm just messed up. And they crying about that little whatever. No. You know, but regardless, and every time something transpires, I say, babe, just get ready. Get ready, I'm telling you. Things get difficult. See, that's the type of faith I want to walk in. I don't want to, hey, this is, this is the end. It's going to be bad. Hey, when God allows you to come to a cross, there's something beyond the other side. And we need to stop looking at that stumbling block. Stop looking at that difficulty and say, hey, there's something on the other side. But before we're going to see that great revival, we we need to see this city differently. Hello? It can't just be the pulpit. It can't be just the bishop's vision. Hello? Hello? can't be just Mother Wright's vision. We have to take ownership of it. It has to become ours. And not that it, not that it, not that it isn't. 
But each and every one of us have a, has a part. I, you know, I, I should have thought of it. I should have had like some rocks. So I had to start having those type of services where I have all those illustrations and all that them neat, neat things. I go, I go down to the, to the, uh, on the hill, and I see this big brazen altar. I say, my goodness, yeah, he showed up. Man, they walk with the ark and all that. It was like, and I heard, did you do some, or was it your sister? You did, yeah, you did the angels. Bring them angels up here. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, man, maybe I get some nice big rocks and had them all. That would have been really cool, you know what I mean? And then to start building them all up, had that illustration or whatever. And can you imagine what God is able to do with just some rocks? He said, hey, if you don't praise me, I can make rocks cry out. If he said, I can make rocks cry out, well, he can make rocks do anything. He can make the rock in your life do it. <laughs> Hello. And we complain about those things. Could it be that God led us to this place? I believe we've been called for this day, for this hour. I, I, I'm expecting some great things in 2017. What about you? 2017, just like Jacob's life, it was just, you know, everything was shaking. Everything just changed in a moment of time. He was in a place of transition, and he, he didn't know what to expect. Everything was just totally different. But all of a sudden, things changed. I believe we're in that time right now, right here, right today. Some of you are going through personal situations and circumstances. You're wondering what in the world is going on. I'm a, can you believe the God that called you and filled you? with his spirit, gave you his name, that he has a plan for you, even in your dark and your lonely hour, even when things seem to go haywire. And now he's placed you right there. Now, I know sometimes we, you know, we do things and put ourselves in, in predicaments and all that. Now, I'm not talking about that. But that's, you know. We, we, sometimes we give God a bad rep, and I'm, I'm coming to a close. Sometimes we, you know, we act like, you know, as soon as we make a little mistake, God is right there. <laughs> yes, I got you. You know, and he's going to just punish us. He's a patient God. You know, we act like God is, is right there with his hand on his belt. Go ahead, make a move. Do it. Uh-huh. See how fast. <laughs> Bye. No. He pleads with us. You, hello? And so I'm not talking about someone, someone who repeatedly just, just, you know, you have to really get God just totally mad. You know, he was, he worked with Israel for 40 years. And they tested him all those times in the wilderness. I'm sorry. I, I just don't, I don't have that type of patience. After the second time, they would have been fried. That's just, you know, I'm sorry. I just want to, <laughs> next. <laughs> He's a loving God. 
You know, a lot of times when we go through things, we, 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 we think, okay, God, God is punishing me. God is, God is doing, God, you know, I have the sickness and it's God's punishment. No, God doesn't punish his children with sickness. You say, why do I have this? You know what? God allowed it to come in your life, but it said all things. All things work together. All things alone by itself is not good. One thing by itself, uh, it may not be a good thing. But there's two tails. And God can take the negative, and he will always mix it with the positive. If man can do that, do you know that we live on that principle? Do you understand everything that we have that we, we enjoy? That's the principle that man, because man took God principle, because in order to have all this, you need both negative and positive. And God takes those things, and it's always a balance. And so you have it here. Here we are in 2017, and we have all, all these promises. We have some great promises with great people. But we also, let, let's just be real, we look at everything that's, that we're going through and our situation, and hello, and, and, and we, we can compare. And we always try, we're always trying to catch up with the Joneses. The Joneses, they, they're pretty fast. You're not going to catch up with them guys. Let me trust you. Just, it won't happen. You will never catch up with the Joneses. So we might as well stop. But God has a, a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. I believe that. You must believe that. And a plan, a plan collectively. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of that plan. I don't know what all God has in store in 2017, Brother Valley. But all I know is I'm expecting some great things. And so here we are. Won't you stand? I'm going to ask you. Now, if your life has been just wonderful, and let me put it this way. Sometimes it's not just all just uh, negative things that are happening in your life. Sometimes it's just a place where, and how, how many have ever been in a situation where it just seems like you're kind of stuck in the mud? You ever been there? You're stuck in the rut. You're coming to church, but it seems like you're not progressing. I, I know. You never, you, no one has ever experienced that. Or you're in transition, and because you're in such of a, a, a flux, you, you really don't know what to do, what to expect. So you just kind of freeze. I don't know where you are right now, personally, but I believe that many, for many of us, for many of us, we, we're in a place where we're either kind of stuck, not knowing what to do, where to go, or we've been in some difficult situations or new situations. Like, like Jacob, he was in a, a new situation. He was somewhere where he hadn't been before. Sometimes it can cause us to have negative feelings. You know, I, I wake up in the morning, I have aches, I have pains. and I don't wake up in the morning every morning and say, wow, 
you know, you, you're expecting all these uh, fireworks and everything. It's just grand. Hello? If you if you like that, that's fine. But I believe there are many of us that are in the situations where we're even kind of wondering what's going on. Our life is maybe in a flux. We're in a hard place. And some of us kind of like, kind of put aside our calling, our purpose. We, we, we can't see beyond where we are right now. We can't see the future what God has in store. I'm going to open this altar up for if you fit that bill to come. May not be everyone, whoever it applies to. I believe there's some things that are budding. I believe God is going to propel us and transcend us to a place where things that seem so great, grand, but we're going to be able to see our situation differently. We're going to be able to see our city differently. Because this is where God has called. I want you to lift your hands up right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If this doesn't apply to you, fine, that's fine. But won't you come help me pray for these people?